listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania and of course every Thursday we have Peter Watts in the studio and uh, by now I'm guessing if you've been listening for a while you'll know that uh, I'm one of the regular hosts along with Tabitha Zachariah but today it's me and uh, Peter with his series Searching for Certainty. Welcome Peter. I was going to say, welcome, Jason. I don't know if you mentioned your name, Jason I did. Cook. Okay, I did, you did. Yes. Maybe I was asleep. Welcome, listeners. It's great to be here. Yeah. Now, Peter, this is our last live episode for this year mm. um, with you, and uh, it's been a great year. We uh, we started in May, I think, around about the. Oh, the 5th of May or something. Sounds late, doesn't it? We didn't start in January. We started in May. No, we started planning earlier in the year. But but, we uh, were very glad to start in May. Yeah. So uh, this is our 32nd episode uh, with you. And uh, I'm going to ask you a question. What's been uh, enjoyable? What what have you enjoyed most about presenting your series, Searching for Certainty, on Tassie Encounters? Mm, uh, Well, uh, I've enjoyed working with you. I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and working with you. Um, But I think the the biggest thing for me would be thinking about the listeners who are sharing this conversation uh, with us and, and especially thinking about the fact that um, some of the things that we're sharing here are things that I didn't know, things that I've learned along the way, and um, uh, remembering what it was like to discover some of those things, and re- you know, thinking about what it might be like for for those listening um, to discover some some new things about God from the Bible, and um, yeah, finding certainty and mm. and um, having that assurance and that confidence. And, and it's been good, Peter, to have somebody uh, work with you know present in this in this context uh, where you yourself haven't uh, grown up as a believer. So mm. it's nice to have um, uh, you know the presentations and the topics and the discussions from a perspective of somebody who has has uh, yeah come from a different world. Yeah, still on the journey, mm. still mm. learning, and you know I think that's important for us to, to state as well. We're searching for certainty. I, you know, we're finding certainty in God and His promises, mm. um, but there's still much to learn. You know, the, the, we we uh, we're none of us uh, the finished article. We're we're still on the journey. We're still learning more. Peter, on the weekend, I believe uh, you're doing another uh, job in front of a microphone. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, well, so I'm, I'm emceeing event. We have the Community Christmas Carols Program at uh, the Glenorchy Seventh-day Adventist Church this Saturday evening, the 11th of December, and that will be at 7 p.m. So uh, if you'd like to come along to that, it's open to anybody who wants to come. And uh, so 7 p.m. this Saturday night, Glenorchy Community Christmas Carols Program. And I'm... Uh, Yes, I'm going to be welcoming people. I'll be the MC and trying to uh, fill in the, the bits between the uh, the interesting parts. Yeah, good. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, and, of course, uh, th- this is not the end of your uh, involvement with Faith FM. Next year you'll be back and uh, we'll be starting back with our live programs towards the end of January. Mm. So uh, don't uh, don't go away. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be here. And we'll of be course, right back. Yeah, and in, in the meantime we'll be replaying some of our episodes from... Uh, during the year so 
you can still catch us every day at the same time, 9am, and if you're in Tasmania at 4.30pm as well. Hopefully they'll be uh, beneficial, Jason, in the sense that sometimes people will sort of uh, hop on and hop into the series halfway through, mm. and it's good to be able to go back to the beginning and, and uh, talk about some of the basics, which we'll do today too. Yeah. So uh, just on that note, Peter, today, what's our what's our plan for today's program? So I thought today we would review the, the series Searching for Certainty. I think we've done 31 episodes prior to this uh, today, um, talking, you know, going all the way back to uh, the beginning for, you know, uh, and talking about does God exist? What's the evidence for the existence of God and the like? And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And maybe we also want to say at this point that um, we would like listeners to, to send in any questions questions that they may have and, and you can tell us how to do that yeah absolutely so we want to hear from you today if you've got any questions particularly about the series that uh, peter has been presenting over the year um, today's your last chance this year to get those questions answered live on air so please text those in to us on 0488 880891 and uh, we would love to hear from you and to to get your questions um, answered today so do text us in 0488 880891 so uh, last week um, Peter we sort of wrapped up the series with I think uh, um, searching for paradise looking it? looking for paradise looking for paradise yeah. that's right I think most people are looking for paradise <laughs> yeah absolutely but uh, today as you said we're going to do a bit of a review and uh, I guess let's let's start at the beginning I think you started on uh, the topic of what does God exist mm. well yeah, you, you were talking about why this series uh, of topics for searching for certainty for, yeah. to begin with in terms of um, you know why why this series of topics and for me well, it's it's uh, a part of my own journey of faith but also I think you know everybody is searching for certainty right now I mean we are I, I like to travel I like to uh, go to meet new people go visit some of my friends I love going to new places it's how I ended up in Australia in the first place um, but there's a lot of uncertainty about whether I can travel anywhere at the moment because of COVID and there is a lot of uncertainty with a lot of people especially here in Taz we um, you know, from the 15th of December, we're opening up to the rest of the country for the first time for a while. And uh, there's a lot of uncertainty about what that's going to mean and how that's going to impact different uh, our way of life, businesses, everything else. And so people are looking for some kind of certainty in the world. And I mm -hmm. think that um, for me, God has provided that, you know, that there's a uh, a couple of verses in Scripture that um, I think are pertinent. Luke opens uh, the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament. He opens with a passage where he's actually writing a letter to a friend. Uh, and maybe you could read those first four verses. This is Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. It says, Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. All right, so he's writing to his friend Theophilus, or Theophilus, Theophilus whatever, yeah. however we pronounce yep. that. It's a Greek name. Um, he's writing to his friend, and he's saying that you may know the certainty of those things 
which you were instructed. So he's he's basically going to write this account. And then we have the Gospel of Luke, which is one of the longest Gospels, mm. um, where he, he gives lots of details about the life and teachings of Jesus and the, the events that occurred there. And um, he's saying, I'm writing this to you because I want you to know the certainty. Because he, he's acknowledging that he has the certainty. Yeah, he's exactly. witnessed it. <laughs> yeah, and he's also acknowledging that a number of people have written this yeah. down, right? Mm. But he says, because I've had... You know, excellent knowledge of uh, about uh, perfect understanding of these things. I thought it would be a good idea to write it all down, and, and we're very gra- we're yeah. very grateful that he did. Mm. Um, but the point is that he, he's he's you know talking about the fact that there were eyewitnesses to these things, and um, I think he's he's emphasising the certainty of the message that he's sharing. There's another uh, section in um, we 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 covered. Uh, the prophecy in Daniel chapter 2. And at the end of that prophecy, you have Daniel um, talking about uh, the... the certainty of those things, and I want you to notice that the, the probably just the last line after he's explained the um, prophecy, he um, he says, "The dream is you certain." You can quote, <laughs> "Yeah, the dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure." <laughs> yeah, the dream is certain. Now, mm. the the impact of those words on me is those words are written two and a half thousand years ago, mm. and you know we we live two and a half thousand years later, having seen most of the history that you find in Daniel chapter 2 already played out. And uh, if people, uh, you know, are interested in that prophecy, um, they can go back and and check out the archive program, Can We Know the Future, in the series Searching for Certainty, because that's that's one of the uh, foundational prophecies of the Bible. The Bible has lots of prophecies in it. But that's one of the, that's kind of one of the building block prophecies that Mm. is, is fairly simple to understand, but is very profound in, in the, the scope of of uh, the material that it covers from from two and a half thousand years ago, all the major empires, through to the div- dividing of the empire into our day as well. So all of our past episodes, right from a number one episode mm. number one of your series, searching for certainty, are available online at the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au, or you can download the Faith FM app and you can listen to all of our past episodes there as well by uh, going to the the programs and podcasts area. So uh, just remember that uh, we'd love to hear from you today. Uh, what what questions you might have that uh, we've covered over the year that maybe you've still got some questions about. Uh, this will be your last chance with Peter to ask some questions today. So do text us in on 0488-880-891. Now, Peter, just before we go to the break, the other part of uh, this uh, topic is the searching bit. Mm. So it's searching for certainty. There's a very interesting verse in uh, Jeremiah 29.13, which uh, I think I'll, I'd like you to read it because it, it tells us something about the search. It says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. All right, so God, it, it, there's, there's an element of searching that God wants us to do, and uh, it says, you know, you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all, with your, all heart. your heart. Yeah. And that's a very important element to it as far as I'm concerned. In other words, we're talking about, you know, does God exist? We'll get into that in a minute. But if God exists, can we know about him? Can we know what he's like can we know what our relationship to him is can we know you know what god has to offer and that searching it's like when you search 
for me with all your heart. It's do we really want to know? Mm. There's a part of us that might not want to know because there might be consequences of finding out that God exists. Mm. But um, but that that's the point, and that's for me. I wanted to know what was real and what was not. I wanted to know what truth was, or what you know, and uh, so I, I wanted to search with all my heart and find out. And you know, you know, if we lose our wallet or we lose our keys, we we search pretty hard for those <laughs> yeah. things. But uh, when we're looking for God, uh, I guess perhaps sometimes we we expect God just to present Himself in front of us. Mm. But but it says here that we need to search for Him mm. and we need to seek Him with all our hearts. So mm. we're going to listen to this beautiful song. Everything is possible. Uh, this is uh, Scripture lullabies. It's a, a beautiful song that's relevant to our topic today.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Peter Watts uh, on his uh, series, Searching for Certainty, and this is the last live episode we'll be doing this year, so we're doing a bit of a review of the previous episodes. Um, now, if you've got any questions that you would like to ask Peter, this is the last opportunity to do so. Please uh, text your questions into uh, us today, 0488 880891, and uh, we'll try to answer those on air today. If you've got any questions, please text us in. Peter, before we go on, uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about why you chose to present this series, Searching for Certainty? Yeah, I think uh, the topics that we presented in this series were um, had an impact on me. They were beneficial to me. Uh, this is not, to me, simply about sharing information um, about God or the Bible. This is actually talking about what difference that makes in my own life. And so, uh, you know, growing up as a non-believer, as an atheist, um, and not believing that God existed, um, you sort of make your way through life um, in the paradigm that you have. Um, but but finding God and finding the truth of God, particularly in terms of um, the Bible, uh, it's been so beneficial for me. It's given me a peace of mind that passes understanding. The Bible talks about that. I think that maybe that may be the number one uh, benefit of all of this. I have a peace of mind. There is a certainty. There's an anchor uh, that, you know, you can hang on to when, when uh, you know, times are tough when things don't go well and that happens to all of us you know there are times in our life when the the boat is rocking um and you know you whether it's it could be uh personal illness it could be things aren't going well at work it could be relationships uh you know any number of things there is an anchor to hold on to um and and principles and and solutions Mm. you know the benefits of prayer the opportunity to take our cares to the God of heaven and to um, find peace with him there uh, in those storms is uh, so beneficial to life. And the things that we've learned through this series, the things that I'm sharing are the things that I learned that helped me with my life. And so I found it beneficial, and that's why I want to share it with others. Mm. And there's a text in John 10.10 that says, you know, that... uh Jesus came to give us life mm. uh, more abundantly. Yeah, that's you know? right. And so, I'm glad you picked that up because yeah. I forgot we were going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that uh, this is my, you know, the testimony. It was interesting. I think you asked a question uh, last week when we were looking for paradise, yes. you know, and talking about if there were no heaven, yeah. if there were no paradise, would you still be a believer? And uh, my answer to that is yes, because it's delivered uh, an abundant life to me in the here and now. Mm. Um, and then, of course, we can be assured of that promise of the life to come. Awesome. So, uh, Peter, back to my first uh, question. We started our series with uh, Does God Exist? So mm. um, do we want to just say a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's interesting. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, He who comes to God must first believe that he is mm. and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're going to get to know God, you, you need to know that he exists at all. Mm. And, of course, I didn't. Uh, to, you know, to begin with in my life, I, I didn't believe God existed. And um, it's interesting when you look at the conclusions of that or what's what's the ultimate um 
con- uh, consequence of, of a universe with God. So we e- either we live in a universe where God exists or we live in a universe where he doesn't exist. We don't have a part-time God. We can't have a universe where God exists Monday, Wednesday and Friday but doesn't exist those other days. Either he does or he doesn't exist. And um, I think there are, you know, we looked in our first three episodes at a number of evidences uh, that point to the existence of God. The implications of a universe without God, of course, is that, and this is where, um, you know, the conclusions of, of some scientists are that the the universe began itself. It, it sort of emerged from nothing. Yeah. Um, and so our options are either God or nothing. Either the universe came from God or the universe came from nothing. And uh, we might think, well, it can't have come from nothing, um, but that's actually where science takes us right now. Well, yeah. um, they're, they're saying it, 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 there was in the beginning was the nothing, and then it exploded, mm. <laughs> and, and that that's hard for us to to comprehend. Uh, I remember but, Richard Dawkins talking on uh, ABC TV in the Q and A program uh, back in 2012, and he said, "Of course, it's counterintuitive." that you can get something from nothing. Of course, common sense doesn't allow you to get something from nothing. That's why it's interesting. It's got to be interesting to give rise to the universe at all. Something pretty mysterious had to give rise to the origin of the universe. Well, if that's something pretty mysterious... It can't be nothing. Something is not nothing. Either nothing is nothing. Maybe that was God. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, this is the thing. It seems to me, and I I only recognise this, I guess, once I'd crossed the fence... From being a believer to being an unbeliever—sorry, uh, from being an unbeliever to being a believer—that um, we're happy to try and attribute the origin of the universe to just about anything, except the God of the Bible. Mm. Um, and I think there's a part of that, and the Bible itself gives us that explanation. The Bible says, "Men love darkness rather than light." Mm. In other words, we kind of hold God at arm's length, and there, I think there are a number of reasons for that, and we could get into that now, I think, too, is that, you know, what is our picture of God? And we've been talking a little bit about that through this series, because if our picture of God is is someone that's not very pleasant and that someone is actually uh, wanting to cause harm or is quite threatening to us... Then we're not going to want to believe then in him. We, want, we don't mm. want him anywhere mm. near us. And, and I think that's been one of the challenges or one of the problems with uh, the way God has been presented over the over exactly. the history, so the, you know, the, the millennia past. Exactly. Is that God has been uh, presented as a as a mean and vengeful and, you know, uh, God who wants and, to punish us. Yeah. And, and yet uh, that's not really the picture the Bible teaches. Well, I think if you get the whole picture of the Bible, I think it's possible to take extracts uh, from the Bible or from any book, really, and and say this is the picture without giving the whole picture. The whole picture, yeah. And I really believe that's very important for us mm. to understand the whole picture because um, I, I, I want to say this much, I think, before we go to another break, Jason, is that, you know, when you talk about God has been presented in a certain way, I think God has been misrepresented. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we have to say as Christians... I think we have been part of the problem. Mm. So we have been uh, given the privilege and the responsibility of sharing the good news about God with the world. And for so many centuries and for so many situations, we as Christians have misrepresented God. Uh, and, you know, part of that is because we're fallen human beings, right? We, we, um, we sometimes want God to be like me. 
Mm. You know, um, and so we we misrepresent God in that way. And I think that we we've sometimes done. Uh, I, I think the church at large over the two thousand years of Christian history has done God a disservice, and sometimes actually been. Um, responsible for turning people away from God more than bringing them to him. Mm. Um, Peter, uh, I love this passage that, uh, you know, this is talking about the evidence or the existence of God. And I, mm. I know we spent three uh, episodes talking about this, but uh, Romans one twenty says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. And, you know, there is so much evidence if we are open to see it. Yes, that's mm. right. And, and this is the thing. This is our conflict. Mm. We see the beauty of the natural world and the way it works, and we think this is amazing. It couldn't have happened by accident. But at the same time, the, the, the stories we've been told about what God is like means we want to keep him at arm's length. Mm. And uh, I believe that hopefully through this series we've been able to show that there is another answer to that. Mm. We're going to go to a break, but just a a reminder, if you've got any questions today, please do text us in on 0488-880-891 and we will answer those questions for you. But for right now, this is Whenever God Shines His Light, by the idea of North. Whenever God shines light on me. Open up my eyes so I can see When I look up in the darkest night Then I know everything's gonna be alright In deep confusion, in great despair When I reach out for Him, He is there When I am lonely as I can be Then I know that God shines His light on me sick and he heals the lame says you can do it too in Jesus name yes he'll lift you up and turn you around and he'll put your feet back on higher ground reach out for him he'll be there within your trouble Oh, you can use his higher power any day, at any hour. Heals the sick, and he heals the lame. Says you can do it too, in Jesus' name. 
Yes, he'll lift you up and turn you around And he'll put your feet back on higher ground You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and uh, that was the idea of North with Whenever God Shines His Light. Fantastic song. We have had uh, David text in from Western Australia. David, we'll talk about your uh, message just a little bit later. So hang in there. We will get on to that topic shortly. Yeah, it's about life after death, isn't it? Yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment. So, uh, Peter, God or nothing, you know, that, I guess that's where we were uh, yeah, going I, with our discussion. Yeah, because I think one of our programs was um, entitled Did We Really Evolve? Mm. And, um, you know, this was a fascinating topic for me and still is because uh, I, I was a, an evolutionist, learned evolution at state school, like most people do, and um, then, you know, was was thoroughly uh, invested in the idea of evolution, molecules to man evolution, that's how we got here, um, and uh, was surprised, really, that anybody was taking another view seriously. I mean, I knew that, you know, that I'd heard that the Bible says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, but I'd sort of seen that as a kind of fairy tale, uh, you know, a, a story, that nobody really took seriously. Mm. Um, and I was surprised to find when I did become a believer that there were, you know, intelligent people, scientific people who did believe that to be true. In fact, um, one of the things that, you know, sometimes we often forget is that many of the leaders of modern science were Bible-believing Christians. You know, uh, Isaac Newton and Kelvin and um, Pasteur and Fleming and, and all sorts, you know, all the, the uh, Faraday, all of the, the major leaders of modern science were Bible-believing Christians. So it's not like Christianity or religion or belief in God is, um, you opposed know, to opposed science. to scientific yeah. discovery. Mm. In fact, far far from it. I mean, these people believed God created the universe in an orderly fashion and that it could be investigated, mm. uh, and that's what they've sought to do. So, uh, and and likewise today, there are many prize-winning scientists who do believe in God, and so these are you know not opposites. I was. It's interesting, Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking um, put out a book in two, 2010 called The Grand Design, 
in which he writes this he says because there is a law such as gravity the universe can and will create itself from nothing spontaneous creation is the reason there is something rather than nothing why the uh, the universe exists why we exist and we, i just think it's fascinating that you would talk that you would call the book the grand design because you in order to have a design you have to have a designer mm. and um it's it's very interesting to me when you uh listen to some of um evolutionary scientists who talk about the origins of the universe or the origins of life um they constantly are drawing on language that infers design that infers creation that infers building something um when in actually in fact they believe the opposite <laughs> you know and so uh to to design you have to design a, to build you have to have a builder we're mm. all creators you know and there's there's that beautiful passage in hebrews 3 verse 4 that says for every house is built by somebody but he go. who built all things is god yeah and that feeds <laughs> perfectly into to what i was going to say is that we're all creators right we we all create something whether it's making a sandwich or building a building we're all creative at some point, mm. and, uh, you know, we got that from somewhere. Uh, I also want to talk briefly, one of the programs that we have is Why So Much Suffering? Mm. Um, and that's probably number one question that people have about faith in God. And that was uh, on the 10th of June was our episode yeah, for that one. Yeah, quite a ways back. And mm. and it is the no, it's the number one question, I think, for both non-believers and for even believers. There mm. are plenty of people who do believe in God who still ask that question, why is there so much suffering mm. in our world? And it's not not difficult to understand why people would be asking that question. And I think that if you think about it, if you don't believe in God, the simple answer to that question of why so much suffering is, well, that's just the way it is. Mm. Uh, that that's that's just how life is. That there's there is no why. Um, on the other hand, if you do believe in God, there are several possible answers there. So perhaps God is cruel, and God enjoys suffering. He enjoys inflicting suffering on people, and there are people who believe that. Or perhaps God is indifferent. Uh, there are people called, uh, the, there's a, a philosophy uh, belief system called deism, which is that God did in fact create the universe, but then he sort of left it ticking yeah. away on its own. There's no personal interaction. So a, a distant and absent God. Yeah, mm. that's right, an absentee landlord. And that, that is that God is indifferent. So therefore suffering exists not because God is cruel or because God doesn't exist, he's but he's just away. indifferent. He went away. <laughs> yeah. He's gone and done something else. Mm gone on holiday or whatever mm. but and and i think you know the answer to the question why so much suffering in that in those scenarios is this well why so much suffering because god is cruel why so much suffering well god is indifferent but the harder question to answer i believe is when you realize what the bible says in first john 4 8 which i think you might have there uh, I don't know if you've got yep, it. You I've got it there. Bring that up quickly. Yep, it says, "He who does not love does not know God, for God is love." Yeah, that that those three words, mm. God is love. love. Now, either that's true, or it is it isn't. And I, having read the Bible um, from cover to cover, I and having experienced God in my life, I can declare that God is love. I agree mm. with that sentiment. But that's the, that, that that becomes a harder question to answer. Okay, if God is love. 
then why so much suffering? Mm. So in, in other words, it's almost an acknowledgement. If you're asking the question, why so much suffering, you're almost acknowledging the fact that, well, because there's a God of love, it should be different. You know, and uh, obviously we we talk about that. And I, again, I would encourage people to go back and, and check out the whole episode. But we talked about the fact that um, way back in the beginning, when God made angelic beings and also when he made humans, and we get probably a clearer picture of when God is making humans because we have more of that detail. Mm. But when he makes free will beings, he, he makes them just that. He, we, we are free to choose. We are not uh, robots. We, we have the choice to love and follow God or not to. And once we make that choice, what does God do about that? Is God a redeeming God or is he one strike and you're out? Mm. You know, and, and we, we discover in the Bible, the character of God is such that he is constantly trying to redeem those who've gone astray, redeem those who've walked away. And and ultimately, you know, the the fall of man, you know, the, the sin of Adam and Eve, and that has had consequences throughout history. And, right. of course, we still witness the consequences, which ultimately that, that is the cause of suffering. Yes. Is it not? Yeah. It's not so the, God. <laughs> well, that's right. Um, God actually pleads with them not to mm. do it. Whatever mm. you do, don't do this. Mm. But they choose to do it anyway. And what happens is there is an immediate effect on the natural surroundings. The Bible says thorns and thistles it'll, it, it, the world's going to bring forth for you. You know, the ground is going to bring forth thorns and thistles and with the implication that those things weren't there before. Um, so there's an effect on the natural world that we don't always fully understand. But what we can say is that our great-great-great-grandparents made a choice that delivered us into a world that was very different from the paradise that God creates in the first two chapters mm-hmm. of Genesis. Absolutely. And therefore, there's a, the consequence of that. And so whilst I may not do something specifically to cause whatever bad news is coming my way or whatever suffering might come my way, the fact is I am a... Uh, I'm in a situation that was a product of choice. And the reality, of course, is that all of us have been making choices throughout our life. And we've all made choices to step away from God, to take a different path at some point in our lives. And God is calling us back home. Yeah, and, and I was about to say that, of course, that wasn't God's you know, desire for us to, to sin and to Absolutely. cause suffering for ourselves and others. But instead, uh, he had a plan, and we, we did one of our programs, Born to Live Forever, mm. uh, in July, 29th of July. Yeah. And, uh, and that plan um, was that God was actually creating us to live with him. Absolutely. And look, and the fact that he wants to bring us home, he wants to restore us. We talked about looking for paradise last mm. week. And he wants to place us back in that paradisical, uh, you know, Situation where we are in harmony with him, where we are in harmony with other people. Um, and that's the purpose of the plan of salvation, of him coming into the world. And by the way, God steps into human history in the person of Jesus Christ, and he himself experiences suffering. He, in fact, takes suffering upon himself as part of the solution to bringing an end to suffering and pain. Mm. And uh, so, you know, God is not immune from suffering. He actually suffered um, and took upon himself the sins of the world. So 
Why so much suffering? It is a consequence of choices. And uh, ultimately, you know, ultimately the choices that were made by Lucifer in heaven and then Adam and Eve in the garden. But at the same time, recognizing that we've all made choices ourselves. And of course, uh, Peter, there, there is a choice that we also have. And uh, John 3.16 is that, uh, that yeah. famous verse, 3.16 and, and Please 17. Please read that out, Jason. Uh, I'll just grab 17 as well because... Um, I love 17 as it's, well. Cause it it's a fantastic couple of verses. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through, but that the world through him might be saved. Mm, wonderful and words. And of course, we are going to look for that time in the future that uh, we will be able to live with him. We're going to come back and talk more about that. Just before we go to our break, though, uh, Freco texted in to wish us a safe and joyful Christmas. And he says, thank you to all of the Tassie team for the blessing of God's word that you bring into my home. Thank you, Freco, for your message today, and we also wish you a wonderful Christmas. Fantastic. This is Behold, Behold, Revelation. Like a bride in whitest gown Purely dressed I see the pilgrims coming home All creation finds shalom The promised rest The Lamb of God
was Caroline Cobb and Sean Carter with Behold, Behold, Revelation. A fantastic, beautiful song. Today's book offer is 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics, and it's quite relevant, I think, to this series that you've presented, Peter. Um, we're searching for certainty. We want answers to questions. Mm. So the book offer today is 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. It's a great book. You can use it to learn yourself or to have discussions with other people as well. We will get that book to you if you text in search number 32, search 32 to 0488-880-891. 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics by Peter Hopkins. Text in search number 32, no spaces, to 0488-880-891. Peter, one of the topics we covered was the rest of the story, and we, we haven't got long to finish up, but uh, sure. that was well, we, uh, an important topic. Yeah, we, we're following on from uh, the, the topic, did, did we really evolve? And then, of course, the Sabbath really is God's symbol of creation in the Bible. So the Sabbath represents uh, a memorial to creation. Um, you know, if you would like to read uh, Genesis 2, 1 to 3, um, we've got a passage there that sort of here we see the beginnings of the Sabbath, really. Mm. It says, Thus the heavens and earth and all of the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. All right, so here we have, you know, the creation week. God creates six days, then he creates this day as a memorial that we still keep. Mm. You know, even now, everywhere around the world, you have a seven-day week. And the seventh day, the Sabbath, is a day on which we are reminded that God is the creator, and that we can rest in him. And, mm. and it's also a little slice of heaven, I find. It's a little slice of heaven where you get to rest, you get to spend time with God, you get to spend time with family, 
uh, remembering and rejoicing and celebrating the very fact that we're alive, that God made the beauty of the natural world, and that he's going to restore paradise, uh, you know, eventually. So the Sabbath is a great sort of... Uh, element of the whole creation story that we can still enjoy today. And we talked about why uh, most Christians uh, actually observe Sunday mm. uh, in a topic called Truth or Tradition. Yeah. And uh, so go back and have a listen to that episode. That was on the 26th of August, yes. uh, if you want to recall some of that information. Um we also talked about the truth about death and hell, and I guess that relates to that as well because there's been a lot of misconceptions about death and hell and uh, what happens when you die, what really happens. And, and uh, earlier David texted in and, you know, sharing his frustrations with believers who believe that you go straight to hell or you go straight to heaven when you die. Now, we did cover that in quite a lot of detail yeah. uh, in our programs on the 9th of August and the 16th of August. So, um, yeah, uh, David, we uh, we feel for you because uh, <laughs> we, we share those same frustrations because well, the Bible doesn't really teach that. Yeah, again, like um, this is something, again, as Christians, we've sort of handed down various things. Um, as as uh, as truths and and the idea you go straight to heaven or straight to hell that's just a common knowledge thing right but the bible actually teaches that we're asleep mm. and that there is a resurrection there is hope there is life after death but it comes when jesus returns at the end of time and uh and of course that was some of our <laughs> topics as well can you know the future and what's going to exactly, happen in the, in exactly. the end yeah. and i think maybe you know to just to wrap up um today as well one of the topics that we covered was the signs of the times mm. and uh you know if ever there was a time when we have the signs of times all around us you know matthew 24 7 it says for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places and you know just the other day we had a, an earthquake of seven point something on the Richter scale. Um, we, I'm reading about famines in the news. They're talking about uh, famines on uh, East Africa again. And also pestilence. You know, we've had the, the pandemic for the last two years and we're not suggesting that the pandemic is the only thing this refers to. We've had other pestilences, right? Mm. But it definitely fits in there. It's definitely one of them. We, you know, we, this has uh, been of such a dramatic nature that it's affected everybody in the world. So um, we can see the signs around us and they are pointing us to that event which is the second coming of Christ, when Jesus will come to take home all those who want to live with him forever, all those that have put their faith and trust in him, all those that believe that he can actually resurrect the dead, that mm. he can take us home to heaven, that he can restore paradise, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, all of those topics, how to survive the end of the world on the 15th of July and looking for paradise on uh, the 2nd of December, that was one that we did recently, we uh, had Margie text in as well, seconding uh, Freco's words. She says that uh, you guys have delivered great programs and we'll, we'll, we'll miss you guys over the Christmas month and you, Peter, as you go on to new projects. Well, Peter's actually uh, going to be back with us. He's uh, he's not moving anywhere, thank goodness. Yeah, I'm <laughs> staying uh, in Taz. It's Gary who's uh, moving on to new projects, so we will miss Gary. Uh, but I'm looking forward to... We'll be, have some new topics. We will have some new topics, absolutely. Uh, new topics next year, so we're looking forward to planning those and, and working through them. Um, but, of course, you can still catch us uh, every weekday between now and the end of January. We will be playing our programs. It's just that we won't be live. So 
you'll still be able to hear us and, and the programs that we've presented in the past as well. Uh, so, Peter, next week, of course, we're going to be going back to your first, very first program. Back to the beginning. Very first program, Does God Exist Part 1 Design. So if uh, you'd like to catch up and, and re-listen to some of those programs, or perhaps you missed them in the first place, and uh, it's a good opportunity to uh, listen to some of the programs. Remember, today our free book offer is 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. And uh, the code to send in is search number 32048888091. And, of course, tomorrow, last program tomorrow with David Maxwell and Tabitha, the amazing love of the coming king. That's combining his two topics that he covered during the year, um, the amazing love of God and the coming king. So... We hope you can join us tomorrow and uh, keep listening over the break. And uh, wherever you are, have a great day. This is We've Got This Hope by Ellie Holcomb. We've got this hope. We've got a future. We've got the power of the Living within We've got this hope We've got a promise That we are held up and protected In the palm of His hand And even when our hearts are breaking Even when our souls are shaking Oh, oh, oh We've got this hope oh, oh, oh.